This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry with my man Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It may be an all-star break for the NBA. But none of the conversations around the league took a break when it came to the All-Star game. And 211 points were scored by the winning team, part of 397 points total. We got so much to talk about with a man who played in the NBA. And you know when Big Perk is on the scene, he's going to make sure you carry the hell on. Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst. Hit him on Twitter at Kendrick Perkins. I know Harry wants to ask this question, but I'm going to beat him to it. Harry talked about his Jabot jeans, and he loved wearing them. Did Kendrick Perkins ever have a pair of Jabot jeans? That's what we want to know. A pair, Freddie Harris. What's up, fellas? What's up, First, that's an understatement. A pair. <laughs> what I had, I had the Jabot jeans, the original ones with the Jabot right around the zipper area. Then I, had, you remember, they came out with the Jabots with the the patches going across the legs. Yeah. And guess what? It was, it was nothing. It was nothing more. Like it was nothing better than going to school with a starch down pair of Jabos and a polo shirt. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm talking about your, your Jabos were so starched down, they had to stay flow under them. See, <laughs> I, could take you all the way, I could take you all the way back to the trenches. You know, the day before school, the night before school, you ironing for two hours because you want your crease to be so sharp, and then wow. you throw them under your bed mattress and sleep on them to make sure <laughs> when you put them on, you know what I'm saying? You got to walk straight-legged. You know what I mean? Then I have a so, who didn't have Jabos? <laughs> hey, Per, I, I, I was telling Freddie, man, I that was such a pivotal moment in my life. High school, going to college, man. Because, you know, when folks see you with them Jabot jeans on, they knew you was that dude. They know you meant business. And Jabot spoke very, very loudly. You ain't really have to speak because of the jeans. Mm-hmm. And, look, that made you want to tuck your shirt in. <laughs> that made you want to tuck your shirt in. Jabos are so, so good, that made you want to tuck your shirt in. Wow. You know what I'm saying? You want to let people know you was wearing Jabos. I got a mental image right now, Perk, and it's never going to leave. It's one thing to see Harry. At least I have video and, and photo evidence of that. I don't need photo evidence of you and your Jabot jeans. I got that burned in my mind, Big Perk, and it's never going to leave my mind for the rest of my life right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Great following Twitter at Kendrick Perkins. If I ask you All-Star Game, and how would Kendrick Perkins fix it? What would be your suggestion, or is it unfixable in your opinion? Money. Money. That's the only solution. If you want, if you, if people want to, first of all, the, the, the all-star game was so bad, I would have rather watch two of my Frenchies cuddle. <laughs> then go that's, how, that's how hard it was. Okay, that's the that's number one. But number two, if you want guys to compete, then you gotta you gotta they gotta win. Uh, uh, the prize, the money, gotta be there. Like the winning team gotta, you know, be able to get a million dollars incentives. It, it, a, min, a million dollar incentive for the winning each player on the winning team. That's all the way guys are going to compete. Nothing else is going to move the needle for them. Nothing else. So, I mean, and you can see it in Adam Silver's body language and hear it in his voice, the frustration, Mm -hmm. uh, and rightfully so. But we saw what guys would do for 500 grand 
the way that they competed for the in-season tournament. So just think about if the money was right and and for the all guys who make the All-Star game to go out there and compete to make it watchable. So, Pert, let me let me say this. Two things for you. Number one, I think I have finally accepted the simple fact that we're not going to get uh, players with the mindset of an MJ, a Kobe, a Larry Bird, a Isaiah Thomas. Those days are over. I think I finally accepted it now. But then number two, when it comes to the All-Star game, in my opinion, I feel like they need to go international players versus uh, the USA players. I think that will bring a more so, you know, competitive nature to the game as well. What are your thoughts on that? No, not me. Did you see Jokic and Luka last night? Mm. Oh, so they, that, little, that volleyball down the court they were doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, they, they didn't have too much interest in, in, in playing in that game last night. And so, again, you know, I, I just think it's the makeup and it's the mentality. So many former players that are assistant coaches, that contact contact me on a day to day basis and say, Perk, man, I'm telling you, these guys are just different. They ain't like how you you know, you were raised when you came into the league and you had the old school bets. Like hmm. these guys are different, man. You gotta cater to them in a different way. And it's almost to the point where we have to accept it. You know what I'm saying? We have to accept what's going on. But it, it's really sad because you owe it to the fans. And as a guy that played 14 years in the in the league and never made an All Star game, I, I made an All Star team. I wanted to make one. Like I, at one point, I was one vote away from being a reserve one year, and I didn't make it. And like that should that's an honor. Like that's an honor. If you're a young player, it should be on your mind to go and try to win an All Star MVP, the Kobe Bryant Award. Like. You should want to do that, and that's why you got to give so much, so so much praise to a guy like Russell Westbrook when he won back to back MVPs of the All Star Game. Do you know one of those years he actually came off the bench? He wasn't even a starter. Wow. Like that's the mentality you' supposed to have if you're a guy like Anthony Edwards. Not oh, I'm a I'm a shoot everything left handed. No, you should be saying. Man, I'm about to go add this to my resume and be cemented with all with a lot of all time greats who already won this award. Mm, great stuff by Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. How much do you still think about not making that all star team, missing it by one vote? Oh, I regret it. I I, I, I get pissed off every day. I, and that was the time. That was in 2000. That was the 2008-2009 season when I was with the Celtics, the year after we won it, right. and KG was out. And, man, I was I was right around averaging, you know, I believe before the before the All-Star Reserve was picked, man, I was averaging like 14 and 11, which was good at the time in that, in that day and age, especially at the center position, and Al Horford beat me out, but – can you imagine if I made one all-star team, how I would be acting right now on this phone <laughs> or on television? <laughs> now, look, I ain't like, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I would, 
Dave Roberts probably would be calling me every day. <laughs> hey, Perk, look, man, listen, we can't be doing this, man. You know what I mean? So you know he would be calling. He would for damn yeah. sure. Dave would be calling, no question. Yeah, just imagine if I had this under my resume right now. But, but that, but that's, but that just goes to show you, like, guys shouldn't take that for granted. You and and we laugh. A lot of people laugh. And a guy like Rudy Gobert who cried, yeah, who cried when he was in Utah about not making the All Star game. But you, we shouldn't have been like nobody shouldn't have been making fun of him. They actually should have been appreciating how bad he wanted to make an All Star or how much it meant to him. That's a good point. It really is. I, I want to touch on LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers now. Coming into the All-Star break, they won six of their last seven games. Um, I think a key piece to their team is D'Angelo Russell, point guard, played last 10 games. He's averaging 21.1 points per game. But for LeBron, who says he hopes to end his career as a member of the Lakers, what are your thoughts and your feelings on what you believe LeBron James will be doing moving forward? LeBron ain't going nowhere. LeBron ain't going nowhere. Now – Here's the thing. If you're Jeannie Buss and you're Rob Palenka, the ball is in your court, okay? Right. Now, what the Lakers are, one of the most historical franchises in sports history, you have a Anthony Davis who's in his prime. He's been healthy. You have a LeBron James. Like, they're eye candy, and I said this last week. A superstar caliber player is on the way this offseason. So what Braun is saying is, is that – I don't want to leave. Don't force me to make a tough decision that I don't want to do. All I'm asking you to do is put me in position every single year that while I'm here, I could actually go out there and have a legitimate chance of competing for a title. And I think that's not wrong when you're thinking about arguably coming from the greatest player to ever touch the damn basketball. Real quick, who do you think that superstar player is going to be? I think I got an idea. Well, I know I have an idea, but Fred, okay. Okay. it's a lot of information I could tell you. Okay. And maybe off the car I'll tell you and hear it later, but this can't be public information because my sources told me not to say anything. Okay. And I don't want to break the trust. Then you know what? Then you're hey, a good I respect man. that. Trust me. I know all about that. <laughs> exactly. I know all about that, Big Perk. And plus, we're mm-hmm. not plus we're not big enough to tell you what to do anyway, so we got to take your word for as far as that goes when it comes to Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> Perk, I don't, don't want you running up on me with your Jabot jeans. Now, I'm going to stand my ground, Perk, but I don't want you running up on me with your Jabot's. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they got Jabot's that can fit me. <laughs> 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 That'll be enough out of you, young man. Perk, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you again, Kendrick. We'll talk to you right, soon, brother. Appreciate y'all. Uh, always, right. always appreciate our man, Kendrick Perkins. Nothing but love for our man, ESPN NBA analyst. Hit him on Twitter, Kendrick Perkins, joining us here on Freddie and Harry with Harry Jabot. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. That image is never leaving my mind now because when you sent the pictures of you and your Jabot jeans and you texted that to my phone and I showed that to my wife, she went, that's Harry? She goes, oh my God, look how small he is in that outfit. I said, yeah, they was wearing those Jabot jeans like that. Knowing that Kendrick Perkins was in the same fashion sense as you, I got that image buried in my mind for the rest of my life. Freddie, that, that, was, a, that was a Harry that was boy. Yeah. Ha- Harry had a, a very good time. Mm-hmm. At, at that point in time when those pictures was happening. Yeah, I, I can only imagine if I could have gone into your headspace 
and, and, and take me back then in the Harry Douglas the hot tub time machine. I can only imagine how much ooh, it was back then when you had your, your bow jeans Damn. on. Boy, bad. That was me back then with them Jabo jeans. As long as they weren't saying, keep that boy away. You had to hope they weren't <laughs> saying that about you when they had that on. But Perkins made a great point about LeBron jeans. Is it about him or the Lakers organization? Because LeBron James, let it be known, he's a Laker and he wants to stay a Laker because he believes that he is a, a Laker. I am a Laker and uh, I am I'm happy and been very happy being a Laker the last six years and, uh, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, but I don't have the I don't have the answer to how long it is or you know which uniform I'll be in. Hopefully it is with the Lakers. It's a great organization and so many greats. But but we'll see. I don't know how it's going to end, but it's coming. I think Kendrick Perkins brought up a great point. Mm-hmm. He basically said like LeBron James wants to end a Laker and be a Laker to end his career. Yeah. But Jeannie Buss. And company, don't force me to do something differently right? by not providing me with the resources that I need in order to get another championship to Lakerland, right? Rob Palenka, you know, don't force me to take my talent somewhere else other than South Beach by not getting me or don't force me to take my talents to the Big Apple. I know you like that one, don't you, Freddie? I I, I did. I know he's not going to do that. He can try to use the Knicks as bait and as a No, 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 Freddie, just live in the moment for right now. Just live in the moment right now. I'm sorry. Don't force me to take my talents to the Big Apple Uh, by not accompanying me what I need for this Laker basketball team. Uh, Okay, I'll play along. I'll be Rob Polinka, the general manager, <laughs> and LeBron James brings that into my into my office and puts that out there. Not saying it's an ultimatum as a possibility. That's what look LeBron and go, <laughs> you know you ain't going there. LeBron, I'm tired of you playing like that. Stop playing, man. See, you just go too far, LeBron James. You just go too far. They know that LeBron James wants to be regarded as an all-time Laker. He knows he's never going to be put on that line. Greatest player of all time, you can make that determination between him and Michael Jordan. I'm in the Michael Jordan camp, but you can make a great, great case for LeBron James. There's I'm no MJ doubt about over it. here too, boss. Yeah, exactly. So we're both in agreement, but you can make a great case for LeBron James. It's not that cut and dry as far as I'm concerned, as far as you're concerned. But he wants to be regarded as that all-time Laker. He's never going to be on that line with Magic, with Kobe, with Kareem, not even Jerry West. He's never going to be on that line because I guarantee you there's still plenty of Laker fans that look at him and say, man, we didn't come to you. You came to us. We drafted Kobe Bryant. We had Will Chamberlain. We drafted Jerry West. We Magic swung Johnson. a trade. Right, we drafted Magic Johnson. We swung a trade for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You wanted to come here to make your name. This organization was big before you got here. It'll be big after you leave. He, to me, it's just me spitballing. He just wants to eliminate that narrative that many Laker fans look at him and say, yeah, but thanks for the championship. Appreciate the good times. He ain't a true Laker like those other guys. And he does not want that hanging over his head. And if he has one championship, it will. He gets a second. He kind of reduces that noise when it comes to being a true Laker. And that, and that was my next point, Freddie, right? Because when you look at just about everybody that you mentioned, right, as Laker greats, they have been able to do it more than once from a championship standpoint. 
within that organization. So for LeBron James, and then you have a lot of people, uh, I know it wasn't easy winning a championship in the bubble, but you have a lot of people that view it differently. Like, mm-hmm. hey, man, that was yeah. a bubble championship. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, or whatnot. But can you be able to do it? Can you bring a championship to Lakerland uh, with a normal regular season, with a normal playoff schedule when you got to go on a road and go to opposing teams, gyms, and, and then have, you know, the Lakers host playoff games here at Crypto. Is it Crypto Arena now? It, it, Listen, it's going to always it, be They've had so many me. different names. It's going to be for them. I'm with you on that one. So. But you have a lot of people that are Laker fans, diehard Laker fans, that feel like, hey, we need another one from LeBron. We need more. That bubble championship just isn't going to do it. Yeah, when it comes to his future, when I know he said that as of right now. I am a Laker. I'll believe that he's going to want to stay with the Lakers. I'll believe when I see it. Because I remember he, the second time the Cleveland Cavaliers, he wasn't. He didn't even put out this. Hey, man, this is my home. I'm glad to be back home. I'm glad to be here. And barely before, at the, barely after they lost the second time to the Golden State Warriors, he couldn't wait to go to, go to the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not saying he's lying. I would never say that somebody who says this right now, I am a Laker, and wants to stay a Laker is lying. But I'll believe that when I see it because I've heard this from LeBron before. Going to Miami, not one, not two, not three, not four, and bolted to go back home. Then he goes back home, brings a championship to the land. This is for you. And barely two, three years later, he bolted to Los Angeles. I'll believe it when I see it. Freddie, you just said it. I, I never thought LeBron was leaving the first time around from Cleveland. Uh, I did not believe he was leaving the Miami Heat. My brother was with him that yeah. last year where they lost the finals to the San Antonio Spurs. I didn't mm. think he was leaving Miami and going back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Then when he got to Cleveland, I did not believe that he was leaving mm-hmm. Cleveland for a second time, but mm-hmm. he ended up doing so. But now he won a championship everywhere he's been. So we do have to give him credit for that. Absolutely. Uh, Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss, LeBron is saying, don't force me to leave, please. Yeah. We'll put it this way. The team that LeBron James will always want to join is Team LeBron. He's already solved that problem. He's going to make sure that Team LeBron is going to be taken care of. When it comes to being a Laker for the rest of his NBA career, however long that's going to be, I'll believe it when I see it from LeBron James as far as that goes. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Now, you heard from Kendrick Perkins. ESPN NBA analyst, a man who came one vote shy of making an all-star game in his 14-year NBA career. He says, if you're going to have the game be better, you need to put some financial incentives out there. What about you? How would you fix the NBA all-star game? Rick Petit hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and at HDogs83, he says, hope you and Harry having a great afternoon. And as for the all-star game, I would devalue offense. These guys hit threes like, like mere mortals hit layups. Make threes worth twos and make twos worth one. Add value to the defense. Three points for blocks, charges, steals. Couldn't hurt. Any kind of new that may provide that financial incentive or competition, competition factor, Harry, I'm not opposed to that at all. Man, I, I, you know what I want to see. What? Freddie, I want to yes, see the international players versus the American players. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see. Yeah, I love Even though idea. Perk said it, it's not going to make it more competitive, I, that's what I want to see. Yeah, b- believe me, a lot of foreign players and international players hang out with each other. They would love nothing better to have that over their American counterparts, especially if they play on the same team with those players. How would you fix, quote-unquote, the NBA All-Star game? Let's hear from you at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your calls are next on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, and this is ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is the Red Game Monday edition of Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So 397 points combined in the All-Star game last night. The East won the game by scoring 211 points. Even LeBron James was like, yeah, we can't let this go on much longer. I don't know. I I think it's something we need to figure out. Where's the median? Because this is what this is what a lot of the games are starting to look like now too. You know, we wanted to um, get more, you know, more pace into the games. We want to get more shots. We wanted the game to be more free flowing. Um, we stopped letting the game be freedom of movement. A lot of freedom of movement now, and that's what a lot of our games is in the regular season. Now they let us tighten up in the postseason. Um, so it's a, it's a deeper dive into a conversation of how we can. Um, sure up this game um, obviously from a player's perspective you know it's fun to get up and down but at the end of the day our competitive nature don't like just being able to just have free-flowing scoring like that so my man harry douglas in response said hey have the united states versus the world it's all the best players in the united states told the best players in the world in the nba and have them had that potential competitive bounce in an all-star game that would be his solution to correct what's going on with the NBA All-Star game. But how do you fix the NBA All-Star game? I love Harry's selection and his suggestion. What about you at 888-729-3776? Senior Steve in Las Vegas, how would you fix the NBA All-Star game? This is how I would fix it. Divide the teams into uh, three, three-man three or four-man teams, do three-on-three, and uh, you could divide them international, under six foot, three-point shooters, <laughs> big guys, little guys. Now, in the final, the two teams have to pick one player each, and they go one-on-one to 11. And being senior, I remember what, in the 1970, when Bob Lanier won the one-on-one tournament for the ABC, 
at halftime, and it really created a lot of excitement, gentlemen, to see any Saturday afternoon people like uh, Earl the Pearl or Pete Maravich or Hondo play one-on-one. It didn't matter what size. It didn't matter what position. It was very exciting. I would even say this, like having those three-on-three teams Mm -hmm. and whoever comes out as the winner, those are the only three guys that get the money. Would that be really winner take all? Yeah, that would really yeah that that would bring a lot of feature and also mm-hmm. eyeballs to that. Okay, who's going to win? Who's going to not be the the biggest non winner when it comes to something like that? Yeah, that, that, I, I, I mean, I, that. I, would, I would really, I would really like that. Yeah, I, I mean, many years ago, when in the game night days, I suggested when the NBA All Star Game started to take on what we've seen now. I said, you have like a one-on-one tournament. You have like a draw, like 16 players, have like brackets, like the Oscar Robertson bracket, the Larry Bird bracket, mm-hmm. have the first rounds go to a game of five, semifinals and quarterfinals go to a game of seven, and the championship go to a game of nine. That would be so much better than watching NBA All-Star game. And somebody said, it's a great idea, Freddie. The agents would never allow their players to go for it. And I said, if anything, the players would not want to be embarrassed on a stage like that. Let's say well, you lose in the first round, and you're supposed to be one of the, the – like a LeBron lost in the first round – I don't know if it's ego and their egos be able to take something like that. Isn't it insane, Freddie, that we're sitting here having conversations about how to make an all-star game mm-hmm. more competitive? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where we are in 2024. Yeah, and to me, this is on the players. If you want to have that competition factor, you guys can lead the way as far as that goes. And I have Anthony Edwards of Minnesota saying, well, it's an all-star game, but it's not competitive. We're just out there having fun. See, I, I think one of my biggest problems I've always had, Freddie, yeah. is that I compete when it comes to everything. Like, literally, <laughs> taking the trash out. Like, there's no uh, hairy half-assing it. I, 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 that's what, just not me. What, like, what, what kind of competition is taking the trash out? Are you competing against your neighbors? Hey, I might be competing against myself, but I'm, <laughs> I, but I'm competing. I love it. I love it. Like, not, there's no, you know, half doing things yeah. for me, and that's the way I'm raising my kids. Sure, absolutely. Like, my, my kids, like, hey, we cleaned up the living room. Uh, No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. You have cleaned up the living room because right. I still see stuff in the floor. Right. You want them to do it right. If you do it right the, the first time, yeah, you do it right the first time, you got more time to do whatever you want. You, you want to know why, though, also, though, Freddie? <laughs> because when my parents instilled that in me, I, I, I never wanted anyone to question me as a human being when it came okay. to anything. That's true. So that's why I don't have to do anything in my life. Yeah. And, that and makes I never will. That makes a lot of sense. I love that. Christian, New Mexico, my friend, how would you fix the NBA All Star game? Go ahead, Chris. Chris? Hello. Go ahead, Chris. How would you fix the NBA yeah, All-Star yeah. game? Hey, I'm over here in Albuquerque. Yeah, I'm over here in Albuquerque listening to you guys on my uh, sports radio. It's a two-hour delay. Okay. I'm so surprised I'm even on the show. <laughs> but, uh, I didn't think I was going to even be – I'm like, man, whoever, whatever show's on, you guys need to hear what I got to say. <laughs> you got the platform. And, hey, if this ends up working out and NBA accepts it, all I'm asking is for y'all to find me and give me some tickets to the All-Star game. You got it. Listen to this. Okay. Look, this is, these are All-Stars, right? So just keep it simple. Whoever has the most rebounds, most steals, most uh, blocks, even all the way on the offensive side, keep it on all the stats, make it the all – so it's going to be the rebound All-Star of this year, whatever the year is, right? The steals All-Star, whatever this year is, and monetize it, make it a – big amount of money that'll incentivize these guys to go out there and say, okay, I want to have the most steals 
in the All-Star game. I want to have the most assists in the All-Star game. I want to have the most point, whatever, monetize it, and then also take it where a step further where, okay, take the regular average of the NBA, however, whatever the points are before the All-Star game, and then say, okay, if whatever team wins holds their opponent to under whatever the average is, double whatever the incentive is going to be. Oh, oh, I'm not, I'm not hating that at all. Me, for, me either. From champion Chris in New in, in New Mexico. No, okay. it's, it's crazy still to me that you got to monetize every single thing. But if that's what it takes to get these players to be able to compete at the highest level and take it serious, um, I'm all mm-hmm. for it. Honestly, mm-hmm. because what transpired last night, my goodness, I can't con- continue to watch <laughs> things of that nature. Well, I was not going to do it because Sedonia hit us on Twitter and she said, yeah, I should have taken your advice, Fred, and watched the Equalize with Queen Latifah. That's what I did. I knew exactly. I said, yeah, you know what? Nah, son, I'm going to pass on this one because I just, that's why I have not watched the All-Star game from start to finish probably in about eight years because it gets to a certain point like, okay, a guy's going for a layup and I get it. No one wants to get hurt. Nobody wants to get injured. But it's just a lack of caring and effort. And I'm thinking, well, if you don't care, then why should I? And Queen Latifah was on. Robin McCall, the save people, the equalizer. Click, click. That's where I went. <laughs> that's which, where I stayed. Which one did you watch? Oh, it was the season opening episode for season three, where it, oh, looked, okay. like, it looked like that Mel and Harry, along with um, the guy that, who's now in charge of everything, took over Bishop. Yeah. Looked like an ex-person who worked with her in the CIA was going to burn them alive and shit to get them out and everything. Oh, fantastic show. Fantastic <laughs> show. And then they had like, you know, kind of like a Kill Bill part at the end of the episode between Queen Latifah and a former partner, Michelle, and they had like a battle and she wound up getting cut and everything when it comes to Robin McCall. Yeah, it was it was choice. Okay. Equalizer was choice. I can't wait the next week. <laughs> can't wait to do that. JB in Minnesota, thanks for hanging out with us here on Freddie and Harry at 888-729-3776 on ESPN Radio. JB, how would you fix the NBA All-Star game? Man. I made it on. I appreciate y'all. Always good to catch up for a minute. Amen. Uh, I don't know who the switchboard operator is, man. He got me sleeping on the couch. My wife didn't call two times already. So if y'all don't hear from me no more, no, I'm toast. But, um, I, I, I personally think, you know, there's a couple things you can do, but I think everybody's alluding to the monetary. I'm not a big fan, just like Harry said. But I'm not a fan as much about Harry's suggestion either because I feel like that's not the that's not going to be the – the cure-all. I think the cure-all is we got to get back to understanding who the decision-makers are who's picking the players because I think that's where it starts because we don't all have the best players, and there's a problem with that system, having the fans, having active players. I mean, there's too many hands in the pot. Take the best players, put them on the teams that they're supposed to be on respectively, and then also find a way to tap into other things other than monetary because you and I both know, Harry, we competitive. So like you said, we're not going to go out there and, and half-ass nothing because we gotta, we're going to put our best foot forward regardless. That's right. But the players have changed, and Perk alluded to it. So find what really motivates them other than money. Maybe it's a, a charity event. But the problem that I really see is it's not just basketball. It's all sports. And it's not just money. It has to do with injuries, right? And so health is the new wealth. So I think it's a tough, tall task. But if it was up to me, I would start out by putting the best players on the floor, the most competitive players, players that are crying. Y'all brought up something, Rudy Gobert. He out here crying because he didn't make the team, right? Yeah. So, you know, you got players who are getting opportunities who really want to be a part to go out, put their best foot forward, 
and we're just not taking the best players. That's where we need to start. For- no, no question about it. JV Minnesota, number one, we hope you don't get put outside your house. Hopefully the couch is like the last line of defense as far as that goes. And by the way, here's what we know and what's been part of the NBA All-Star voting. 50% for the fan vote, 25% for the players vote, and 25% for the media vote. So to JB's point, that's a lot of cooks in the kitchen trying to decide who NBA All-Star starters are. And I hate to be this guy, but maybe at a certain point, just get rid of it. When it comes to NBA All-Star game. All-Star Saturday night, that's a draw. The celebrity game on Friday, the Rising Stars game on Friday, those are draws. If the players don't care enough to be out there, to want it to be competitive, maybe do what the NFL did. Just get rid of it. They seem to have a lot more fun playing flag football and not having to worry about knocking each other around, even though their all-star game is at the end of the year compared to the NBA in the middle of the year. Just have them take the break. Oh, we're going to have a mid-season break, five days, no NBA. Guys, just get a mental break, physical break, whatever that is. If it's going to be this way, if that's going to be the mentality, then maybe just get rid of it. Well, Freddie, we we talk about the dunk contest. It's gotten to a point to where we don't even have – the best competing in the dunk contest. And that's just insane again to me. Like, mm-hmm. we have some of the best players, or well, the best players in the world playing in the NBA, and we don't have guys competing yeah. in the dunk contest. Shout out to Jalen Brown for, you know, doing it. But how many players are actually going to be scared to do the dunk contest when you got a Mac McClung who has nothing to lose? Absolutely. And, and, and putting on a damn show, yeah. dunking the basketball as well, too. So It's funny you mention that because Scoop Robinson, he has been on our show before working for Bally Sports and now has his own thing going on ever since things went haywire that way. He asked LeBron James about the dunk contest, and he said that was not one of his goals when he got to the NBA. He said he wanted to make the All-Star team. He wanted to be an MVP, win a world championship. But the dunk contest was not something that was on his bucket list, on his goal list when he got to the NBA. And this is the same guy that always talked about how... Jumping out the gym, like coming into the NBA. I mean, he has dunk-worthy all-star classic dunks all the time in games. Why would you not want to do that in that kind of setting where everybody is watching you? And you know, as creators, we've seen him in the air dunking the basketball, he told Scoop Robinson that was not a goal of his when he got to the NBA. I think one of the best dunk contests I think we've all ever seen was Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that dunk contest right there, man, you, you talk about the the level of competition, the creativity. Uh, I, I don't think we will see one like that yeah. in a very, very long time. Yeah, because that that's the one. I, I went on YouTube and watched that again when it comes to both of those guys. And then I stayed on YouTube and watched when Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins had their battles. And Dominique Wilkins got robbed twice in a dunk contest against Michael Jordan. It's Carter when he won it. It's over. Put the elbow in the rim when it came to that kind of dunk and everything like that. Yeah, you're right. I'm not saying that we need to go back to those days, but the current is not a good current for the NBA when it comes to All-Star Weekend and especially when it comes to the All-Star Game. Keep weighing in on more of your suggestions on how do you fix the NBA All-Star Game. Keep weighing in on the Freddie and Harry call-in line at 888-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. And speaking of basketball and getting rid of things, that's how this college basketball coach feels about his team for the rest of the season. That story is next if you keep it here on ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio.
He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie coming together in the Reggae Monday version of Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Sometimes when... When keeping it real goes wrong. can completely go haywire depending on who is receiving that. Harry Douglas and I are wondering that right now because that is something that Rick Pitino is hoping does not backfire in his face. He is the head coach of St. John's Basketball. They had a 19-point lead yesterday versus Seton Hall. They wound up losing that game 66-62. to Eighth loss in 10 games, and the only way they're going to go to the NCAA tournament is if they all have tickets. That's the only way they're going to get there because they're not winning the Big East tournament. After yesterday, boy, did Rick Pitino keep it 100 about his team. I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Even even the Celtics, when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. Do you have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, two months to throw bounce passes. Just thinking of getting ready for Georgetown, because Georgetown could definitely beat us. I'm not even thinking of the future at all. I'm just thinking of the next game, and the next game, and the next game, and that's it. uh, Just try to get as many wins as you possibly can, and represent St. John's in the best fashion you can. (laughs) Rick Pacino. Listen, no lie, like, I love the honesty, just n- not at the level that Rick Pitino gave it to us. Some of the, some of the things should have been said to those players, mm-hmm. literally in the locker room. Like I, I don't, I don't mind you, you know, keeping it real with your players. But like when he mentioned the one guy, uh, Sean Conway. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how, how do you think he's feeling right now that his head coach put him on blast in front of the world, said he's not athletic and can't move laterally. Like, so, like I, I love the honesty, but mm-hmm. for Rick Pitino, at the level that he did it, that kind of conversation is, you know, behind closed doors. You can yeah. say, you're, hey, my basketball team doesn't listen well, yep. right? And, and we're struggling with some of the things that from all the way from training camp that we're trying to get done. And it's, it's February at the moment. So to single players out and also say they're non-athletic, the non-athletic part, okay, we can probably see that with our own eyes as St. John's is playing. I don't think you have to, you know, forefront it to the media, Mm -hmm. something that we already can see with our own eyes. That is a really good way to lose your basketball team. Yep. If you're Rick Pitino, because you tell me something like that, and that's something behind closed doors, like you said, Harry, that's one thing. You put that out there for the world to hear, that's a really good way to lose your team. Because I know if you're one of the players, you're talking about me that way. It's like the old line you and I talk about because we're siblings. You can say that. You can't say that about my sibling. I can say it, but you can't say it. Period. He can say it, but at the same time, not that way. Somebody else, because if a player comes out and says, hey, he needed to be a better coach this year, you know how that's going to land. 100%. With Rick Pitino. That's a really, really good way to lose your basketball team because if you talked about me that way, why do I want to play hard for you? You already told me that I'm unathletic or that we don't listen. All those things you put out there. Now, maybe he said this to his team before he went out there. I have no idea. But even if that was the case, 
there's certain things that you can't be right about because it's going to sound wrong. And it does sound wrong because you're essentially criticizing and crucifying a kid in the media because you lost eight out of your last 10 games. And to me, the worst part about that whole thing, when somebody asks, is he enjoying himself? And he said, no. He goes, I enjoy myself the Boston Celtics, but this is the least enjoyable experience that I've had in my Hall of Fame career. But it's not the, the job. It's the players. That's a really, really good way to lose your team if you're Rick Pitino. In so many words, he basically just said that his basketball team isn't even of the level that poop that we know flies reside in. In so many words. Mm-hmm. A- a- am, I, am I wrong, Freddie? You're not wrong at all. You're not wrong at all. Like, I just couldn't believe the level he went to talking about his basketball team. Like, he doesn't have to go back in that locker room and coach those guys the rest of the season. Yeah, well, to me, that sounds like someone has given up in that basketball well, team. Well, to, to the world, though, like, listen, I, I've had coaches tell me some crazy things behind closed doors. Sure. But it wasn't for the world to hear. Yeah. And you but, know what I mean? But and did, I took it on but, the chin. Yeah, but did they ever sound like they were giving up on you? No. No, no, no. That's what that sounds like. Nope. Because he's essentially saying they don't listen. They hear, but they don't listen. They're not athletic enough to do this. They can't slide over here to do that. They can't do the things to make this an enjoyable experience for me. I know from a player in that locker room thinking, well, if you're not enjoying playing for us, then I'm not going to enjoy being coached by you. It sounds like Rick Bettino has been to counseling because he Mm -hmm. says – you hear me, but you're not listening. But what he didn't listen to in counseling is about the delivery. The delivery yeah. wasn't good, Coach Patino. Yeah. And, and like I said, I'm not saying he's wrong about St. John's. It's the way he went down that path of wrong Yep. when it comes to Rick Patino. If you see guys going through the motions the rest of the season St. John's, just like they believe they, he quit on them, be careful, Rick Patino. They might quit on you. Speaking of that word, how much of that word quit involves the Dallas Cowboys and leadership? That's next on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.